Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word for a few minutes every single day. But even those few minutes helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to stay in touch with God and keep focused on our relationship with Him and on our souls, and eternity, because it's coming. You know people in your life who you can help by sharing these short studies with them every day. You know people, probably some within your own family, who need to change their focus in life. They need to get in God's Word. They need to be thinking about their relationship with their Creator, about their souls. Help them by sharing these studies. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means. But make up your mind. Start sharing with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven by getting them into into God's Word through these short studies. What a great blessing that will be for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about light. Light. Where would we be in this world without light? Well, this world as we know it would not exist. Now, would this globe still be here? Well, sure. But life thereupon would not be as we understand it and commonly see it today. You see, light is extremely important for the survivability of this world that is life in this world, this world in which we live, this physical world, this physical existence. Without physical light, virtually all green plant life would cease to exist. And without green plant life, almost all animal life would cease to exist. Well, uh, where would that leave us? We would have a difficult time existing ourselves, wouldn't we? You see how important light is. And that's just kind of skimming the surface. Now, think about the light of our bodies being our eyes. And Jesus actually put it that way in Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 and 23. He said, the lamp of our body is our eyes. We see with them very vivid kind of imagery that he uses there. Well, what if we did not use our eyes for an extended period of time? I've told the story many times about touring a cave many, many, many years ago. We got to a certain point where the tour guide stopped all of us who were in the tour following his lead, and he prepared us, and he said, now I'm going to turn off the lights here in a moment to demonstrate how absolutely dense the darkness would be. So he did that. I remember holding up my hand in front of my face, waving it before my eyes. I could not see any image of my hand whatsoever. That is how dense the darkness was in that cave once he turned off the lights. He went on to explain, after he turned the lights back on, (laughs) thankfully, he went on to explain that If you were stuck in that cave from the time that they closed it down for the off-season, which I believe was something like September or October, something like that, until they opened it back up in the spring, he said, 
you, you would, by the time we opened it back up in the spring, he said you'd be blind physically because the darkness is so dense that your optic nerve would have ceased to function. And so you would not be able to see even after they turned the lights back on. He talked about how the fish swimming through a particular stream in that cave were blind because again, much of the time, they swam through that stream in utter darkness. Well, so Jesus talks about the eyes as being the lamp of our body, physical body. What is the lamp or the light of our spiritual being? It is God's word. And ultimately, it is God and Christ because the word is their word. We learn about them through the word. We read about God creating everything in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. We find that Jesus was there at the creation with God the Father, Jesus being God the Son, and taking part in that creation with God the Father and God the Spirit. In John chapter 1, notice how Jesus is described and identified. John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, if you drop down to verse 14, it tells us, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So... We're talking about Jesus being the Word who is with God and the Word being God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. He was right there at the creation. Not a being who is created, but a being who is taking part in the creation. God the Son being there as the creator along with God the Father. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. What is the darkness in which the light of Christ shine? But the darkness did not comprehend it. We're talking about this world. This world. You see, most people, even probably most people, the vast majority of whom would claim to believe in God and believe in Christ, they don't follow God, they don't follow Christ in the way that the Word instructs us to follow them, if at all. Many of them don't make any attempt, basically, to follow God and Christ at all in their lives. Well, they claim to believe in them, but they don't live for them. They don't live by their teachings, and they don't want to live by their teachings. They want to do what they want to do. They're because they're engulfed in the darkness of sin. And so the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus came to bring light, the light of forgiveness and salvation and redemption to mankind through the gospel message that he brought from the throne room in heaven, from God the Father. Verse 6 goes on and says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness to, to bear witness of the light, 
What light? Christ. That all through him might believe. He, that is John, was not that light, but went to bear, but was sent to bear witness of that light. John came preparing the Jewish people that the light was coming into the world, the light of salvation through Jesus Christ, and Christ being the personification of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world, verse 9. Well, what a vivid description of Jesus in his glory and in his coming into this world as the Savior. My, my. But you know, it was not just John who claimed or identified Jesus as being the light of the world. Oh, no. Jesus owned up to his own identity. He claimed that identity for himself. If we look in John chapter 8 and verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, that is in sin, but have the light of life. Oh my, if we truly have been granted eternal life through Jesus Christ, as we came to him as the Savior and our Lord, as we repented of our sins and thus came out of our sins and surrendered to him through baptism, buried with him in the waters of baptism so that the blood he shed on the cross could cleanse us of the guilt of our sins, then we're reborn. We're in the light of Christ. In fact, we are shining lights before the world around us of Christ and of Christianity, of forgiveness, of salvation of eternal life. In the ninth chapter of John, verse 5, Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Wow, what a vivid statement that is. So it was not just John the apostle writing that account in John chapter 1 and identifying Jesus as being the light and it wasn't just John, the cousin of Jesus, not the apostle, but a cousin of Jesus, who went before him to prepare the way for him, declaring him or preparing the way for him as the light of the world. But Jesus identified himself as truly being that light, the light of the world. He came to dispel the darkness of a world that was engulfed in sin, Again, John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And let's look at that again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. What does light do to darkness? It dispels it. But what if the darkness were able to overcome the light? It would be dark, wouldn't it? And so what we're really talking, again, we're looking at figurative, illustrative language here. Jesus came to dispel the light of sin and condemnation in the reality of mankind. But most people rejected him. They remained in the darkness. Now, why would anybody want to remain in darkness if, the, if there's the opportunity to step into light and have things revealed and be able to see clearly? But some people like the darkness of sin. In fact, many do. 
They like the darkness of sin so much that they refuse to come to the light of the truth of God's word through Jesus Christ. We'll come back and look deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to see the light. Help us to walk in the light of your word and help us to be the light, shining lights of our dedication to you through Jesus Christ and help the world to see that light, your light in us, Father, we pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.